The third season of the business podcast Grow Now will address a multitude of questions that every entrepreneur has encountered or has asked himself at least once. The untold story of what an entrepreneur's life is made of, the enthusiasm and the true beauty of entrepreneurship, a journey that happens either because of necessity or due to the opportunities presented. But is it for everyone? Join us for the answers that this exciting new season has in store. Hello everyone and welcome to the Entrepreneur Story, the new season of the Grow Now podcast. My name is Raluca Gomeja. I'm an international business owner, speaker, consultant, coach, and mostly what I do these days is supporting entrepreneurs grow their life and their businesses. I have two big passion in life, one for people and one for businesses. So seeing people and businesses grow, it is what gives me a sense of purpose. In this new season, I'll be focusing on sharing secrets to open and grow any businesses. These are the stories nobody shares, the tips, the real truths of what it means to have a business and live an entrepreneurial life. Nobody prepares us to be or become an entrepreneur. There is no specific school for it, and most of successful entrepreneurs who can share their stories are too busy to do so. So providing you have wondered, would it be good for me to have my own business? Do I really have what it takes to be successful? Or now that I started and see the struggle with it, should I keep going or stop before it's too late? Or gosh, I really work hard. I wonder why my business is not longer growing. This and so many more answers in this new season. While you may listen to this podcast while driving or doing something in parallel, I will definitely encourage you to take notes, at least for the tips and things to do, as this is the best way not only to remember, but also to implement, because the key is implementation. And as most entrepreneurs have no time, we'll keep it short, 10-15 minutes per week, so you can actually make time for you and your business. People ask me, is this the right moment to start something different, to be innovative, to implement things? Sure it is. Most of us are afraid to invest or even start working with an expert to find ways further. This podcast could be the affordable way to actually start doing and see the results before you decide to invest in working with someone. Ready? Let us start this beautiful story of entrepreneurs. Hello, my dear friends and listeners, and today we are continuing the interesting topic and a very important topic for any entrepreneurs of negotiation. Now, for those who didn't have a chance to listen to the first episode on this topic, please go back and do so uh, better right now than later, because I usually, um, I tend to use examples that I already used in the previous episode, so that is a continuity from that one. Now, to go back to our topic, when we look at the uh, of a negotiation, we can look at it from different perspectives. We, in coaching, and I want to make a parallel between coaching and negotiation, I don't think I've done that so far. Uh, but in coaching, we talk about different energy levels. And um, most probably, if we go back in the season two, your coaching journey, there will be an episode, I'm sorry, I don't remember by heart, but there will be probably an episode about the energy levels and how we use that on the day-to-day le- um, life. 
And I want to make this kind of parallel between the energy levels that we may use or be um, in a specific moment of our uh, business life and during a negotiation. So you can see the kind of impact that energy level that we bring to the negotiation and that the other part brings to negotiation it's having in order to have a successful outcome. So I'll go one by one, right? Basically, we can enter a negotiation like a victim. This is a level one energy, the victim energy. And the way we enter a negotiation like a victim is like, because I will always lose. I know, I mean, I don't even try to do a negotiation. I know every time I negotiate something, you know, with my husband, with my kids, with my, uh, you know, neighbors, whatsoever, every time I'm losing, right? So why even bother negotiation? You know, I let them take whatever they want. And by the way, maybe this rings a bell in very personal situation in your life where instead of fighting for what it's yours, instead of claiming what it's yours, you felt like a victim and you just, you know, pushed away, run away, closed the doors and leave the situation forever. And maybe in some situation, this is the best thing that you can do. But most of the time, when we believe we are a victim, we cannot win. So when we enter a negotiation feeling like a victim, which is level one, definitely there is no way for us to win that negotiation, isn't it? Now, the other way, which is level two, is that we can enter a negotiation in a very angry way because I'm pissed off and I want not only to win, you know, me to win, but for the other party to lose because I want and I know I can prove them wrong. Well, you see that a lot in uh, very uh, aggressive negotiations. Basically, all TVs, movies and things like that are talking about this kind of negotiation. I guess it's a little bit more interesting from a cinema perspective, isn't it? But when you think about it and you go there pissed off, like my client was yes, in the, in the previous example, what are the chances to actually see what is happening? Because your focus is not on the negotiation. It's not on the final goal. Your focus is how can I prove this other person wrong? How can I show them who I am? How can I show them that I'm right? That I'm finding, a, I'm, I'm fighting a bigger cause and, you know, it's for his own good that I'm doing all that. Hopefully this rings a bell for some of you. Now, the third way of entering a negotiation is from a very rational way, looking for compromises. As I know that all I want is for me to win. So if the other party is winning or losing, it's not my business. Now, in order to do so, obviously I will be very rational. I will do a lot of compromises because I will never lose sense about what is in it for me. I don't care about the other person. Yeah. And a lot of negotiation can move into this very rational way. By the way, if the previous level was very emotional because the angriness, uh, ang anger, sorry, was there, this one is a very logical, very rational, very Cartesian way of approaching the negotiation. And again, you know, it's up to you to decide if this one is better. Definitely, it may be serving you more than the first level and the second level. Now, the fourth way we can enter a negotiation is a from a very empathic way. Um, 
wanting always for the other party to win because I care so much about my clients and because even if they don't have money or enough money to pay me, that's okay, they will pay me later. All I really want is to help them. And, and I'm smiling saying that because I know that some of my uh, coaching clients, um, they will probably recognize themselves when hearing this example. But this is the, you know, entering a negotiation like that, it's like understanding that it's not about your own winning, it's about the other person winning. And basically, the, the problem with that, I mean, it's okay to help everyone, it's okay to give a lot to others, but at the end of the negotiation, when you want so much the other person to win, you may feel like a fool. You may feel like somebody was taking advantage of you. You may feel like you give or you gave far too much and it was not really appreciated. You were not really appreciated for everything, all the effort that you have made. And finally, I will take about, I will talk about the number five, the, the fifth way of entering a negotiation, which is from a win-win perspective, where all I want is for both of us to win, for real, you know, and the result of that win to be greater than whatever we would have had independently by ourselves without having this negotiation, we have, without having this relationship, we, without having this partnership. And you see, we are free to go into a negotiation for any of these levels. By the way, there, there are another two levels from an energetic perspective, but I don't want to give you that kind of perspective of a negotiation because it's a little bit above winning and losing. As I say, we are free to go into a negotiation out of any of those levels. It's totally up to us to decide when we think it's option one, option two, option three, option four and five better, which one serves my purpose better. And I remember one of my professors in the university, and um, I don't know, probably I, I, I already share with you this example. If so, please excuse me. But if not, and this is the first time you're hearing that, I still believe it's a great, great example. I mean, I was 18 years old when I heard it, so it still stayed with me after that. Um, and it was about what is the perfect relationship. And the example he was using was like the perfect relationship is the one between the cow and the basin. Basically, the cow will think of, oh my goodness, I'm so lucky. I have to, I, I'm here with the farmer and he never asked for anything. He let me be and I'm on the field the whole day, eating the whole day, you know, enjoying myself the entire day. And then in the evening when I'm coming back and my milk could actually kill me, poison me, he comes and releases me from it. And in the same time, the peasant, the farmer would think, oh my goodness, how lucky I am I to have this cow. I don't do anything for her. She goes out in the morning doing her life and in the evening she comes back and gives me her milk. You see, in that aspect, both of them are winning. It's a level five, isn't it? So imagine we could do all of that all the time and we can always go into a negotiation having this in mind that it can be a win-win. When you imagine that, knowing that, how would you enter the next negotiation? You see, in the previous example from the previous episode, what do you think my client energy level was 
was when, when he ended that negotiation, right? And I mentioned it before, it was clear a level two, he was just willing to win and to prove his buyer he was right. He did not even notice where the buying was coming from. He did not even realize that the buyer was coming from a level one, which was lacking confidence, which was feeling like he's a victim of a scam of an arrogant man who may want to take advantage of him. He was so afraid, isn't it? And so forth. So you see, understanding that was critical for the negotiation to, get, to go further and both parties to win. And by the way, if you didn't listen to the previous episode, please go back and you will get a little bit more of this example on what, I'm just, what I just said um, above. But I found that none of, none of them was actually looking for a win-win. When I started working with my client, I realized that he was so emotionally, and actually his seller, his uh, sorry buyer was also very uh, emotionally dependent on this negotiation. They were playing their whole life. They were thinking it's a life and death situation, which obviously when you look from outside and you are a little bit more, uh, how can I say, objective about it, you realize it's nothing so important, right? Of course, it makes sense for them to be very important, but it's not a life and death situation. So, it's, so therefore, they took the business very personal, um, obviously, which is normal considering what the business meant for both the seller and uh, who was thinking it's his own baby in his own words, and for the buyer who was the first time when he is stepping into the entrepreneurial life and is taking a credit and putting a lot of pressure on himself and his family finance, of course. You see, they both wanted the same things, but not none of them was able to calmly communicate about it. At the end of the day, the fact that the independent person has a look to the situation, and in that case, it just happened to be, to be me, but it was salvatory for them. Yet, they could have each of them try to have a step back and look at the same negotiation in a more factual, factual way. We can't be factual and subjective in the same time. We are either factual and then we take some distance and then we have an objective view, or we can think and obviously think clearly and find some solution, or we are overwhelmed by emotions, including anger, like in the seller case, or fear, like the buyer case. And therefore the result is that we are very subjective and judgmental and we cannot see clearly. When we cannot see clearly, we cannot run a negotiation. So every time you may enter a negotiation, try to step, try, take a step back and take away the pressure you put on yourself with your own thinking process. Try as much as you can to be logical and factual and use emotion to connect with the other party, not to become overwhelmed by it. Being too emotional into a negotiation, being too attached to the outcome, or being so afraid we'll not get the outcome we want may turn out much more painful than expected. And in the next episode, I will continue with another example and some clear questions that can help you being better prepared for your next negotiation. Thank you for listening. And for more information on her business coaching, ebooks, and mastermind programs, please visit mitraluka.com.